give me a hashtag replay if you're watching on replay chances are you are because I didn't announce this I was just really inspired after a pretty busy day at work writing and coaching and um, teaching and learning as I always do this is what I do um, I wanted to answer this question that came up from Jessica after she watched one of my um, previous Facebook lives you want to see it if you want to see it definitely check it out uh, if you're watching on YouTube it's also there it's called eight signs that you have trauma eight <clears throat> eight common conditions that create trauma uh, or excuse me what did she see she saw the the impact of having a critical mother okay so she basically was like okay I could totally relate but what the fuck I just realized I have three kids and I now which I really want to like give you mad props Jess for saying this because it takes a lot of courage because mom guilt is real right and so for you to just you know vulnerably publicly ask this question and really own up to it there's a really good chance really good chance that you can help this kid without doctors absolutely certain I know doctors have a very important place in society especially for emergencies but if you have a kid with all of the things that you were dealing with mood disorders health issues chronic fatigue insomnia anxiety ADHD all of the typical disorders that they will diagnose them with and maybe put them on Ritalin I want to talk about that this is a very very uh, meaningful conversation for me because I'm very passionate about this and it's interesting because I'm going to be giving you I'm not going to be giving you parenting advice okay here's the thing I want you to really pay attention because nothing that I'm gonna share with you is about me telling you how to parent I'm only because I'm not a parent yet so I can't give you that kind of uh, I can't I'm not in I'm not qualified to give you parenting advice however what qualifies me is my understanding of the nervous system so there's no judgment this will trigger a lot of people but I want to set this conversation up with the context that um, to kind of throw away these labels of bad mom and I just realize how real mom guilt is you can't avoid it it's just gonna be part of the game for for you as a mother and you moms I have mad respect for you my wife is sitting right here she's eight months pregnant she's about to pop and she she hardly sleeps at night she's sore and she happily takes this on because her body is changing to be a mother so how difficult it must be to put your whole body through what you do and then childbirth and then rearing it and doing the very best you can and then only to realize unknowingly that based on your unconscious um, through no fault of your own by the way you're un based on your unconsciousness you've now contributed to their traumas too Ugh! that must be a kick in the lady balls for you uh, because it would hurt me as well um, and so I want to give you some context and I want to help make sense of that for you because there's an answer I have come up with five ways that you can change the whole story and completely 
help them because I want you to know something. You are way more powerful than you think, Mama Bear. You are way more powerful. Don't sit here for one second and think that you're powerless against this this disorder that's been diagnosed by some fucking god with a white coat who's going to give you, you know, these as the solution. I just want you to get you have way more power than that. All right? With that power comes responsibility. With all things that we have power comes great responsibility. <coughs> Excuse me. And the reason why this is really important for me to share is because I'm about to be a dad. And as soon as I discovered that, I was like, okay, I'm about, like, right now, embryonically, as my baby is being born, every experience that my wife is going through, my partner's going through, is unconsciously downloaded onto my child. So if Diana has the experience where she doesn't feel safe with me, if she has the experience that I'm going to be gone or I'm going to kind of ditch her, how do you think her nervous system would feel if she doesn't have that level of safety? It wouldn't be good. Already it's hard enough. She's got safety. She knows I got her back. <laughs> you know, She's got safety right now. And still she has a tough time sleeping. Imagine, like my heart goes out to you. <coughs> and your parents and your families if you were born into a family where your mother did not feel safe when you were in embryonic in the embryonic stage in utero okay embryonic and in utero because that shit gets downloaded you know this we know this we know this to be true your experience in utero is kinda sticking to you so soon as they're born, soon as we are born as humans, every experience we go through based on the anxiety and the, the, the ability of our parents to regulate themselves through challenging times like the one we're going through now. The kids are watching. Okay, The kids can feel us children feel the energy of our parents. If you don't believe me, think back to how your mother's kind of mood how that basically made set the tone for everyone I don't know about you but in my household my mother's mood her emotional ability to emotionally regulate herself and the context of the arguments that would happen and the fighting that would happen between my parents I was literally watching a model I was being modeled a relationship Okay, that's what happened to you. You in you as a child were in the energy field of your mother and father. Single mother, stepfather, what was it? Was were they what was their quality of relationship like? And the interpersonal neurology between them, between mom and dad, you as a child can feel. You don't see, you don't just see it, you feel it. Our, we are a, con I am, in my relationship, I'm a container for I, my nervous system and my energy, there's a life force that we all have. My energy becomes a container for the relationship. Now, with all sorts of fucking codependency shit that happens with the toxic swing of the ups and the downs or the dissociation between mom and dad, you feel that and you see what relationships are like. 
and the dissociation and the disconnection that mom and dad have because of their own traumas, because of their emotional injuries from the past, because of the quality of the relationship between one another, and the way that conflict is done, you <laughs> downloads right onto you, into your body, and you have no idea about it. You don't even know what you don't even know. Let me know if this is resonating with you. Okay? You have no clue. So it now goes into your nervous system and your container. Your, you basically, the reason why I'm saying is just remember how powerful mom's way of being was around you. There is probably, if you're like most people, a codependency and an enmeshment. Enmeshment means there's no boundary between my feelings and mom's feelings. That her feelings become my feelings. That because of her emotional reactivity and volatility and rage and whatever or shut down and dissociation you sense through her nervous system her regulation you get you download her regulation your level of safety if mom and dad are on the rocks you in your body don't feel safe oftentimes we would see kids start to manifest all sorts of diseases and disorders simply because they don't feel safe in that environment one of my clients was like my son's got ADD and da, da 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 when did he start developing these behavioral problems oh about five six years ago do you mind me asking uh, how was your relationship with your husband then oh shit that's when we weren't getting along oh and then he'd come home from school and this, and and his teachers would say he would get into fights and he would behavioral stuff and all this shit Ah, okay and he would start getting sick oh he's got ADD and he couldn't focus ah and so what happens is all of a sudden it wakes the two this is what they discovered that event with the kid woke her up Shannon was her name woke her up with her husband and they're like fuck we gotta wake our asses up and work as a team on this our son is struggling it's like wake up wake up call it's like a it's like most diseases that we go through are wake up calls it's like what but if we go into the medical system we're like a victim to a disorder called ADD and then we're not talking about the energetic uh, container the, the, the container of the family unit the interpersonal relationship and as it turns out this kid got them working as a team and more connected and soon as the parents were more connected, all of a sudden, the kids started doing better in school. Oh, what the fuck? What happened there? And she saw the gift. Tears poured down her eyes when she realized, oh, shit. And it's very painful because mom guilt is real. And I had to tell her, talk her off the ledge and go, no, this isn't your fault. This is not a blame game. Please, if you want to help your kids, you got to stop with the blame game because the worst threat to an ego is I'm a bad person I'm a bad mom and so your ego because it doesn't want to see that and doesn't want to feel that and you're not really okay with learning how to regulate that you won't address that and so you'll hide and go try to diagnose him try to palm pawn him off from one doctor to another to one specialist and on again and off again and the kid is now unfortunately feeling even more broken they're like I'm not broken and the kid doesn't feel broken they just are tired of being you know over controlled to try to compensate for the lack of connection and the guilt 
the guilt of you of, of the kids struggling because you haven't worked on your own uh, being okay with your unconscious self and you haven't really integrated your shadow I'll talk about that in a moment and healed your own attachment wounds you're gonna block yourself from that and distract yourself by trying to rescue distract yourself from healing by trying to rescue the kid and try to get him diagnosed and and that'll keep you busy that'll keep you busy away from your real work which is to address your attachment wounds and I'm so sorry I know this is gonna be triggering and that's okay I'd rather tell you the truth because I completely, you got to know, you got to feel that the reason why I'm teaching this is I stand for healed families and the way that we're going about it with diagnosing the kid and making them feel like shit about having this issue and it's not, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough constantly, which he was, he or she was probably feeling because of the dissociation from parent, because of the dissociation from their attachment uh, caregivers. Their, their primary caregiver attachments because of that not engaging with the social engagement not enough play because of all of that <clears throat> the kid or the, the fighting that's happening what does the kid think when there's fighting happening it's like oh it must be because of me I don't feel good enough then they start to become dysregulated and then they don't do well and then now now that the parent instead of instead of really looking at themselves not blaming but looking, not blaming. It's not your fault. This is completely unconscious. You're a wonderful fucking parent. We just become unconscious because of our chronic collective dysregulation and codependencies that are not healed. We show up in relationships like this, right? And we are not well within ourselves. And then the kids struggle. And then we're like, oh, somebody fix him. I get this all the time and I just want to uh, that's me working on my shit is like I just want to wake these moms up my son has anxiety can you help me my son my son has so-and-so they are all struggling with so and can you help and then I'm like is your son a follower of my work and really keen on working with me no okay then I don't want to work with him but can I ask you a question what's been going on with you and your relationship and Oh, my my husband, we can't, we don't see eye to eye, and he doesn't believe in this and that and this. I'm like, maybe it's time for you guys to kind of heal that and work on that. I promise you the kid's going to, oh, no, my, my husband doesn't, he doesn't uh, support this. He doesn't, we're not on the same page with it. I'm like, bingo. I think I know what's going on, and sorry to give you the bad news, but no, I can't help your son. This is you. <laughs> this is you understanding how to heal, how to lead by example. You, as a mother, have so much fucking power, and you keep giving it away every time you're going to say, and you, why do you give it away? It makes sense why you give it away, because it's hard. It's painful healing those unresolved wounds with mom. It's painful facing and feeling that shit between the two that's between you and your partner. It's painful. I'd rather not and I'd rather just numb myself and just distract myself with trying to fix and fix a broken kid who's not broken. I'm here to tell you he or she is not broken. They are fucking geniuses. They thrive under certain conditions. They thrive. And what we know to be true about the nervous system is they fall apart under other conditions. 
and it's up to us as parents I say us now because I'm about to be a parent this is important to me it's up to me to learn what a healthy nervous system requires and start doing it so I'm gonna give you five things is this important number one okay the first thing you're going to do is first I want I want to I want to get the, get this to you number is this landing for you all right Nick love you brother number one eating family dinners together why well when you eat together it, the parasympathetic nervous system is activated your parasympathetics are activating and you are connecting right and by the way I want to credit dr. Russell Kennedy my mentor the anxiety MD uh, he's a neuroscientist and he's my mentor I've learned from him he's become one of my good friends and um, like we talk about this all the time and so I've been like a sponge so I want to thank him for all of this this is all neuroscience okay this is when you understand neuroscience you realize your fucking kid is not broken and you're not broken and it's not your fault and you're not a bad mom and you're not a bad dad you're just unconscious and you're run by your your fucking traumas how do I know because everybody is because I'm actively working on mine as my way of life why well because of her <laughs> hi jolly jo she's having snacks as usual all right okay so eating family dinner together they've done research and they've shown people kids with really shitty mental well mental states basically when dinner comes they don't eat together all right when you sit together you activate and eat together you activate your parasympathetic nervous system and your social engagement engagement the enemy to anxiety is engagement with the present moment we are a disengaged society and so is our families we are addicted to the screens and you know like this is basically what we'll do it's a substitute for connection when we're lacking it of course you know we're, we're lacking it and and if we're not engaged and stimulated in our bodies and with play we're going to seek it elsewhere in unhealthy ways so we'll start using the screens but if you don't eat together and talk and activate the social engagement system well how are you gonna do that well I'm gonna number four is gonna answer that but eating together as a family breeds intimacy well well if you well you can't give what you didn't get all right so if you didn't have that connection and, and and consistently like looking into each other's eyes this lowers the stress hormones it creates safety it activates your social engagement system which all of your cranial nerves are innervated by which you activate your sense your smell your your you know your your eye gazing looking into each other's eyes now there might be some resistance at first but that's probably because you don't have a great healthy fucking social engagement system you're disconnected and I'm not saying it's your fault and you're bad or whatever it's just we all are if unless we're actively climbing that ladder towards our ventral vagal which is connection so you gotta create connection and when you connect and you talk and you share uh, all of a sudden their nervous systems start to regulate and they feel safer 
and that safety they don't have to have this chronic hypervigilance is what which is what ADHD actually is and all of those other mood disorders so that's the first thing um, interaction number two number two here's what you do let me know if any of this is resonating with you when you do this that first one you now are more connected you now are active you now are connected oxytocin your brain starts to change when you have that connection when you don't do this there is no intimacy there is no safety there's no connection we don't have those those uh, oxytocin um, chemicals firing so number two play so sports healthy aggression play they need to play you know martial arts like get them doing something physically aggressive when you do something aggressive like boxing um, jiu-jitsu martial arts like I'm gonna not force but I'm gonna kinda nudge my kid boy or girl into martial arts Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, karate like yeah my wife is a black belt in Taekwondo she's like Taekwondo you want you insist on Taekwondo okay cool whatever the kid wants alright but play where there's social engagement they're going to a class this is so fucking terrible what they're doing with you know disconnecting kids even more that is horrible for their social engagement system for this virus anyway um, I, I I have my, my, my feelings about that. I think that they're doing far worse by dissociating them from social engagement, putting glass and masks on and stuff like that. Anyway, I'm not going to get into to that, but from a neurological perspective, it fucking sucks for them. So play, uh, sports, healthy aggression. That's the next one. Number three. Number three, here's what you're going to do. You are going to enhance their strengths number three is enhance their strengths what are their what are they leaders in they have leadership everyone has an inborn inspired leadership within them maybe they are like one of my one of my buddies uh, one of my uh, kind of this younger guy that I'm mentoring he's like late teens and I've been kind of mentoring him through his late teens and now he's in his 20s we'll go work out together I, al I already know how to work out I already know like I pretty much understand but I would let him kind of lead me because he's like into working out and so he's like okay so here's what you do what I'm doing is I'm enhancing and I'm nudging to emerge his leadership that is really good for the kids it boosts their confidence and their self-esteem because when we dump our shit onto them immediately they're like I'm not enough when you, they see parents fighting they're like oh it's I'm not enough so the anxiety I found is chronic self-abandonment and self-betrayal because of trauma that's what our anxieties are it is a trigger that's why I call this trigger proof it's really all nervous system regulation so that you can expand that space between stimulus and response you don't have to be so reactive and an anxiety is just a prolonged trigger if you really understand this neurology and dedicate yourself to cultivating and learning this skill what happens to you in three months what happens to you in six months it's amazing Laura is one of the clients she had terrible anxiety 
skin picking to the point where her face was like completely cut up she tried everything cognitive behavioral she went to therapy she did the meditations and the dance she jumped in and started working with her within 10 weeks she posts a picture and goes I can't believe it my skin is healing my anxiety has gone down tremendously and my daughter doesn't bite her nails anymore she by virtue of her healing her shit and her intergenerational trauma we went in and we actually did the work became like gave her a trigger proof toolkit it wasn't therapy that she did with us I mean there's some one-on-ones that are part of it but she mastered she's mastering her trigger proof toolkit and when shit comes up because it will come up guaranteed especially if you're going through a divorce or you're like should I stay should I go you gotta expect these fucking minefields to keep coming up the question is do you have do we have have we learned the skills to be able to regulate that build the capacity to handle the tidal waves that are coming the tidal waves of emotion the tidal waves of conflict the tidal waves of uncertainty that we're all facing what's our boat like have we built just are we just in a raft that doesn't have capacity or have we built a nice yacht she decided to build a fucking yacht and by doing that instead of pawning her kids off for behavioral issues and problems she's now taking it on and helping she's been able to help her son who's just really struggling with learning the way they teach it in school and she sat there and usually she would get triggered make it all about her and in one situation she sat with her son and helped him regulate basically taught him the shit she was learning and he was able to finish a product you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world which is nervous system regulation becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less it means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Project. And this is how you micro help assist your kid. It's not a quick fix. You must learn, a child can only be as regulated as their mother. Let me say this again. A child can only be as regulated as their mother. If you don't believe me, look back on your upbringing. How was it when mom, mom's mood fucking set the tone in my place, which is hence why I have those attachment traumas and wounds. And as soon as I realized that, I moved back in with my parents two years ago and I worked on healing all of those, even though it was hard. And I wouldn't recommend you do that, by the way. I was, 
I was committed. I was like, I don't care. I'm willing to argue each day until we reach a re resolution and learn how to argue and conflict well. I discovered how to conflict well with narcissists. First, I had to own my own narcissist inside of me so that I could see the reflection instead of judging them for being narcissists, which, you know, it's not even their fault. They, they didn't they didn't have the, the tools to be able to have empathy. They didn't have the tools to be able to, ha you know, regulate their emotions. So everything was a fucking reaction. Everything. And the reason why I'm teaching this is because I needed it the most. I teach what I needed the most. So, um, play, sports, healthy aggression. That's going to be very healthy for them. Number four. Is this resonating with you? Are you? Is any of this landing for you? Let me know what if this is landing. What specifically was your experience with your parent? What happened? And if you know somebody that really needs to hear this, number one, um, invite them into this group. And number two, tag them in this. Because I'm doing this because of healed families. I'm doing what I do for her and my baby and for her and my baby to... Uh, our baby, not just mine. It's yours too. You're welcome. Don't you forget it. <laughs> for our baby, I'm doing this for our baby so that this fucker, this little fucker, um, actually has the experience of healthy self-esteem. Not arrogance, but true sense of self. That's what you want to cultivate for your child. A sense of going into this wonderful unknown, which is the world, which is business, which is entrepreneurship, complete unknown, but trusting in himself or herself. Trusting in their tools and resources to be able to handle their shit. I can't wait to teach this shit to my kids. I cannot wait to my kid. I can't wait. He's probably going to be bored of it. He's going to be like, fuck dad. God damn it, enough of this nervous system regulation and empathy and connection shit. I just want to fucking be left alone. Stop trying to connect with me. <laughs> that's what my kid's going to say, and that's fine. I'll traumatize him in my him or her in my own special way, just like you've done with yours. So uh, number four is this is a great one. This is a great tip. Uh, thanks to Dr. Russ for this one. Um, the four agreements. Every night... If you can, it only takes two minutes. Engage with them. Look them in the eye. And get them questioning, engaging with life. Right? The four agreements are, what are the, do you know the four agreements? Don Miguel Ruiz. Great conversation starter. Four simple questions. Um, uh, did you do your best? So always do your best. Um, be impeccable with your word. Um, where, like, don't, don't make assumptions and don't take it personal okay those four questions if every single day imagine you taught them about this well first of all you lived it <laughs> you started to become a little more ambitious for yourself to live a life of integrity maybe that might make an impact on them not I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm saying you might be as unconscious as I've been all my life with those four agreements. Be impeccable with your word. Always do your best. Um, never make an assumption. And number four, um, don't take it personal. So you ask these, these four questions. Where did you do your best today? Where were you impeccable with your word today? 
where did you not make an assumption today? And where did you not take it personally today? Imagine parenting that actually teaches about emotional connection. I fuck. Imagine growing up and your parent sat you down for a few minutes and looked you in the eye each day. Just two minutes. Two minutes of presence is imagine and asked you those four questions and you both shared with one another. Imagine what an impact that would have made. And I'm not blaming my parents. They had no clue. But these are very great questions which force us, I don't want to use the word force, which guide us, which invite us into a present time engagement, which causes me to feel safe when I'm with you, causes my heart to open. It learns this. Yes, Jessica, love you, hun. Uh, don't say I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> I'm going to share with you that last one. I'm glad that you're listening. So this is it. Instead of pawning them off to a fucking doctor to, to, to diagnose them, label them, make them feel worse about themselves, which, sorry to say, is a very good distraction from you having to deal with your own issues. And I mean this in the most loving way. I know that that's really triggering, but I left my chiropractic practice because I was sick and tired of these conversations with parents who brought their kids into me and I'm looking at the mom and I'm like, motherfucker, you gotta get, <laughs> you gotta get on my table. Look at you. Like, you're talking about your anxious kid. You gotta get on my table. And I can't say that. I'm gonna get my license suspended. So I was like, peace out. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I, no mas, no mas. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I can't be professional. I've, I've surrendered. Like my desire to heal has trumped my need to be uh, polite, and I'm working on that. That's my. I'm, I'm working on kind of smoothing out my edges. But this is this is this is important to me now. You know, we have a generation of post-traumatic stress disorder that's about to happen, and it's only going to get worse with people's social engagement systems not firing properly, and nobody's going to stand up and fucking tell the truth. And nobody's going to say it with a little bit of passion. I will. <laughs> I'll be that asshole. Hate on me. I don't care. This is, there's more, this is not about me. right? This is about like what's at stake. And it's time for the last part is number four. Excuse me, number five. Uh, so if you just jumped on, make sure you go back. Don't say I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> I love this so much. Uh, we are totally pawning our kids and spouses off. Okay. Love you, Jess. Okay. Number five. Guess what number five is going to be? The fifth one, you as a mother are going to avoid. You're going to distract. You're going to come up with excuses. My husband doesn't support it. My, uh, my, my husband doesn't. Uh, it, 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 I have to check with my husband. Uh, oh, that really pisses me off, even though I know it's a reality. Because if my wife had an issue going on and it was really important, it was about the kid, Like I'm like, all right, so whatever it takes. Like, let's do this. It's whatever it takes. This is, this is that important. You're going to come up with a million excuses. And here's what my experience has been. I've been a little bit pissed off lately. I'm sorry about the tone. I'm just, I totally own the fact that, that my tone is a little bit mm, because over the last month, I've spoken to several mothers. And some of you are, are on, on this chat right now. I'm not going to name names. But you commit to something. And you're like, this is for the kids. And all of a sudden, your fucking fears took over of not possibility. And what I want to say to you is this. I want to say to you with passion and love, with, with pure loving intent, uh, because I say this a lot, but imagine if 
you're like eight, six, seven, eight, whatever. Your mom had their traumas, her traumas that were causing the behavior. And she woke up one day and said, that's it. I'm going to do whatever it takes for my kids, for my kids, because not only are they important, but I'm important too. And the greatest gift I can give my child is a self-loving mother. Imagine if your mom did that. Imagine. How would your life experience be different? How would your relationship be different? The choice, like the choice and, the, and the, what you tolerate in a relationship all has to do with that un, unresolved grief, unresolved trauma that's stuck in the body, that doesn't just come out with talk therapy. Oh, I went and saw a counselor. No, no, no. These things are, 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 are in our bodies and they're long, they happen long before we're verbal long before we had language it's it, it's not even in the prefrontal cortex it's in our body our work is to learn the skills pills don't teach skills you gotta look inside if you wanna find the answer to your ills pills don't teach skills coloring the truth covering the truth in exchange for your dollar bills so we have to learn the skills we so that then we can lead by example and teach our kids that they're not broken that it's not their fault that they don't ha they're not broken that they're working exactly as they're meant to because their nervous systems are in distress because of unconsciously what mommy and daddy have unconsciously because of our disconnection because of our disconnection with our hearts, our disconnections with our souls, our disconnections with the creator, all of the spirituality, the woo, the whatever. And I do not see myself through the eyes of God, through the eyes of Christ. I do not see myself that way. I, I don't love myself because of those traumas. And I am that important and I deserve to heal myself to work on building my capacity because there's no end stage to healing. Earlier today, as I was journaling and thinking and integrating some of my real frustrations with these conversations I've been having with moms, they're like, love to tell your fucking stories, but there's very little that you want to actually do about it. Why? Which makes sense because you're scared. It's scary confronting those things. You would rather just give it to... Give, it, give the kid's problem to a doctor and just not deal with it. Oh, no, no, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to get real with my life and live in, live in integrity. That's my kids. Can you help my kids? Meanwhile, I'm living with all this unresolved grief. Can you, in other words, can you teach my kids how to love themselves is the real question that you're asking unconsciously. And my answer to you is, no, I can't. You're the one to. There's no way I can't. I can't teach them to love themselves, but you're their mother. You can. And the way that you teach them to love themselves is by you first learning how to do it. And it's not an easy thing. It, I wouldn't suggest you do it alone because your ego will resist. It's been resisting all along. It's been running the show all along. And it's going to show up each step of the way. And it takes somebody who knows, who understands, who's cried the tears, who's done the work to see you and you give them permission to guide you up that fucking Mount Everest of self-love because it's a Mount Everest with many crevasses, with many 
uh, danger points with many moments of complete dissociation and trauma and whatever you've gone through and it takes for you to get an integrity with what's going on at home and you're not gonna wanna do it I'm just letting you know but the question I have for you is this are you able check the body are you able or do you have some sort of a disability that prevents you from doing your healing work and healing your attachment traumas number one number two are you willing this is my challenge when people reach out to me and I get on a call with them I see many of them are able and they throw excuses and whatever stories up but here's like for example money oh I can't afford and let me ask you this question if it was for your child would you do it and the answer of course I would find a way I would borrow beg steal I'd figure it out okay well what about the child inside of you that's not worth it is it and that is the exact reason why the trauma is passed down from generation to generation because the key component of trauma is that it dissociates us and it causes us to stop loving ourselves and the way that we break the cycle of intergenerational trauma is we say okay it's not my fault I'm gonna release some of the guilt and I'm gonna take some ownership and responsibility though for this snowball that's going down unconsciously for me to be the one to stop because your parents can't do it I was like why can't you see me and do the work to see? until I was like fuck it you're not your job is not to finally see me it's my job to see me and I did and all of a sudden you know what crazy thing happened my relationship with my parents shifted I started having empathy towards them towards them all of a sudden my relationships in general started to change because people could finally feel that I'm in my heart and then I was able to attract a relationship that was in alignment with who I was it was an interdependent one that was based on communicating each other's needs rather than becoming needless or too needy so going from codependency to healthy attachment and secure interdependence that's what's available to you so let those five things and I want you to know one thing Ritlin is a chemical substitute for connection the reason why your child is struggling so much is because of a lack of connection and I've given you some steps that you can do immediately to start changing that and the last one is up to you and the last one you're going to not want to do and I'm not saying you should do it with me I'm not everybody's cup of tea I stand for the outcome so I don't accept like excuses I'm very loving and nurturing and it's like no this is the this is the outcome so I'm, I'm lovingly ass kickingly helping you stop with the bullshit and just start to learn how to tell the truth it's very meaningful work for me because when I hear that a kid is now who's concerned because of a divorce but because of the work that mom did like Michelle going through her divorce and separation ends up with a child even more connected through COVID even more connected after the divorce that I'm texting hey like a year later how are you guys doing great Gianna and I are over are heading over to my ex-husband's now for dinner 
all of us together. Imagine that, consciously uncoupling and creating that level of, imagine that container voluntarily going to her ex-husband's, that we helped her through that process because she's learned how to regulate, that that container that she has created has now had her daughter freaking thriving. Always got a smile on her face, just safe because the social engagement system is going. And they're playing constantly. She's doing the work consistently, you know, and those are the people that I, I, I really want to talk to. So if that resonates with you, if anything I'm saying is resonating and you want, um, you want to learn, you want to learn how um, this month I'm taking five moms who are committed to helping their kid and over the next 90 days having them turn into nervous system badasses by teaching what I call emotional nervous system yoga. How to expand. Like when you go do yoga, what are you doing a yoga class for? You're doing a yoga class so that you can expand your flexibility. Well, that's what we do with the overview method. We expand your nervous system flexibility, not so that life is easier. No, so that you can be more flexible to take on more challenges. Not more challenges, but take on challenges gracefully rather than fighting yourself every single day, rather than having digestive issues run your life, rather than being anxious all the time, rather than being conflicting, rather than being codependent all the time. You yourself take on this work and live in integrity and be able to look in a mirror and say, fuck, I love you. And then your business, all of a sudden, they people feel your alignment. It comes through you. It's unmistakable. Businesses go up. One of our clients with two kids going through a divorce, uh, Vicky, we, when we begin this process, we do this Beck Depression Index, and she, her Beck Depression score was 25, which was moderate to severe depression. After three months, she had she's unpacking her relationship. They're getting along. They're not arguing all the time. Where they were triggering each other all the time, he's done no work. He hasn't changed, right? And she's now realizing, okay, well, maybe this is not right because they've been separated. She's now kind of ready to, 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 to communicate her needs rather than be this codependent mess and guilt and shame. Her kids now, she, they play, they are so, they've transformed. And here's what's happened. Her business has tripled. She's in sales. Why? Well, because when your nervous system starts to become a container, healthy container of energy for others, it brings others into safety. I used to, I remember when I first started learning this, patients would come to see me in my chiropractic office and they go, wow, Dr. Nima, it's weird. You haven't even adjusted me yet and already I feel better just being in your presence. And I was like, I know, that's nervous system regulation. My nervous system tone is a container for you right now. You right now being in my container, the tone of my voice, the eye contact that I'm making is you're feeling either safer or more, you're feeling safer, you're feeling more triggered a little bit because I'm bringing up some of the truth right now and it, it, if it's triggering and it's true, that's a good sign. Most people get triggered, oh, I hate him, he triggers me. Others are like, fuck, I really need, I really need to go into this. Those are the people that fucking slay it. So send me a DM with your story and let me know if you want to apply and be one of those five women. 
uh, moms or dads. Fuck dads. It's amazing watching the dads step up now and learn about the nervous system and go, oh wow, if I understand the nervous system and I know what causes what, I can then learn the skills to help my own kid. Sign me up. This is, and it's not therapy. There's nothing to fix or break because you're not broken. You're just learning skills. That's it. Pills don't teach skills. So I'm going to leave you with that. Pills don't teach skills. You got to look inside if you want to find the answer to your ills. Pills don't teach skills. Covering the truth in exchange for your dollar bills. Peace.